Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Pillow Talk with Nikki and Nakia. I'm Nikki. And I'm Nakia. And tonight, episode four is all about breast cancer and domestic violence awareness. Yes. Yes. October is the month for it, and we thought it was just fitting to discuss that um, Mm -hmm. on one of our episodes. And we chose tonight to tonight. do tonight. But before we get into that, you know what time it is. Do you know what time it is, Kia? Do you think I they know, know what time, time it is? I hope they know what time it is. <laughs> but if they don't, let's let them know. Well, hey, they should have been riding with us for a bit now, so they should know that it is in time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and... For our listeners that don't know what hen clucking, I mean, you could probably figure it out by, you know, mm-hmm. saying head clucking, but it's basically where we just kind of just briefly talk about, well, we try to keep it brief, where we talk yeah, about, you know, what our day was like or something major happened and we just kind of want to share it, you know, because we just kind of want to ease, you know, yeah, ease into our discussion. We don't want to, you know... Hey, listeners, you know, thank you for joining us, and today's episode is it, and so, yeah, and then, and you're like, oh, okay, wow. Right. You know, <laughs> no, we want you guys to get a feel of, like, you're just hanging with your homegirls, you know? That's, exactly. That's all. Yeah. Yes. So, with that, have a seat. Say, have a seat. Grab your drink. You know that at any time you join us, you should have something to drink in here, and I'm not promoting you. To have alcohol, no, no, no. You can have tea, you can have water, you can have milk, you can have coffee. Right now, believe it or not, I am drinking cafe con leche. It's just like one of those, you know, it's one of those like instant little coffee things. Because Mm -hmm. see, um, so this is what I'm about to talk about. My mouth, my throat has been like scratchy lately, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's just because just you know with speaking and doing, you know, what we've been doing. And my voice mm-hmm. is kind of like, all right, Nikki, you might want to, you know. And so I'm drinking something hot tonight. And, and, and another, I've been stumbling over words today, just like talking to people like my mom and to Reggie. And I'm, I'm just like, can I get the word out? So let me apologize in advance right now that if I stumble over something, because I'm going to be stating some facts on breast cancer and domestic violence, please don't judge me. <laughs> I'm normally a well-spoken yeah. person for the most part, you know, but yes, you know, you that's, why, that's why I'm drinking some, um, and excuse the, if you hear a little slurping, I'm trying to be incognito about that, but mm-hmm. you know, my Throat has it's, it's really is is it's been um a little harsh today. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it could also to be the weather, you know, changing. It's been a little breezy and and it's going to be cold. Yeah, I did get a um mm-hmm. a lake wind advisory today for us, and um oh. I heard yeah I heard the um the doors to the back. Um, outside, so um, and you know it's going to be cold in the morning. Yes. 
So for oh, those of yes. you that are in our area, Grove Town, Martinez, Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. bundle your babies up in the morning. Make sure they got on long Jeez. sleeve shirts mm-hmm. and uh, you know a, mm-hmm. a thicker insulated jacket because it's gonna be like it's gonna be nip. It's is what it I will say. What I think like forty something, forty nine degrees. Mm-hmm. We're gonna know. Yeah, the fall is here. <laughs> Listen, fall was already here come September 1st for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even wait until mm-hmm. September 22nd. Mm-hmm. When yeah. August left, I was like, peace out. I put out my fall stuff in the house and the inside, the outside. I'm like, look, I'm trying to, this is the feel I'm trying to get maybe enticing fall to come a little sooner, you know, because you know how right. I feel about fall. And you got to learn, winter is my favorite season hush your mouth for all of you people out there right now that's like oh my god well how do you like the cold number one i'm from new york and we Mm -hmm. are used to cold weather and snow Mm -hmm. and i know some of you are like oh my god i can't say i can't wait to get away i go no i missed (laughs) i did not appreciate my four seasons until i no longer had four seasons like i and, and and for me the wintertime snow, especially around Christmas, and that's another thing. Christmas, oh, mm-hmm. I love it more than my birthday. Not to say yeah. that I don't love my life, because I, I thank God for for my birthday. Understand it, but yeah. Christmas, it, it just does something to me. I literally decorate the house from, I change curtains. I put, I'm telling you. I, Christmas comforters on all the pieces. <laughs> 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 looking at me like, yeah, oh. just tell me where to get all the boxes and yeah. I mean, seriously. Where you want <laughs> Yes, it's just. <laughs> you just light up. Yeah, I do, literally. I did too. <laughs> and so I miss. I'm. It, it was just something. Mm-hmm. It's just something about the snow and winter takes me back to my childhood and how I just. It it doesn't feel like Christmas unless I see that. I remember. Yeah. Family getting together, everybody dancing, all the food, the kids playing, mm-hmm. having a good time, laughter, all the stories. That's mm-hmm. what Christmas reminds me. It takes me back. And so I miss that. And I want to create that for my girls. I want them to, you know, look back and be like, man, Christmas time came. Like, when mama's no longer here, they'll be like, we got to do it like mommy's because mama mm-hmm. used to go. They might think I was extreme, but like, well, we ain't doing all that with mama do. But you know, I mean, it's Mama go ham, 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 ham. The whole hog, wild hog. Yeah. I wild, I wild boy. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Me too. It's like that is the time that, like, I really do the heaviest yeah. decor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the house. I mean, yep. I love I love fall too. Don't get me wrong, but Chris, fall don't have nothing on Christmas in my house. No, no. I try to do the most. <laughs> do I do? Yeah. I try to do the most. I love it. It's it's just my favorite, and it's like people come over and they're like, "This is just a whole different atmosphere. It's just so different." And mm-hmm. you know, I just. That that's when I go out. Some people go all out for Halloween. I see it a lot of it down my street, mm-hmm. and in the neighborhood, of course. And you know, 
um, so I see a lot of, you know, houses, people decorating for Halloween, and all I can think about is, okay, this is my first year here. Let me see how your Christmas is, though. (laughs) Yeah. Right, I, right. I see your Halloween, but let me see how your Christmas is, though. <laughs> right, right, you know. Mm-mm. And fall is my second, only because fall can still be kind of warm. And, you mm-hmm. know, I don't do the heat. Me and he, we we, oh, yeah. we fight. We fight. Mm-hmm. I literally, mm-hmm. like, when when it starts to get 80s and it's humid, I'm like, I'm I'm swinging. I'm swinging in the air. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't get out of here. Right, right, right. Oh, right. This is my life. Why? My life. Absolutely. And Georgia Absolutely. is something. Whew, I tell, boy, yeah. I tell you. But it gets yeah. cold. I, I got to give Georgia its props. Yeah. Because when it gets cold, it does get mm-hmm. cold. So mm-hmm. I can't. I can't complain. Hey, I got my. I got my ladies here. You know, yes. I never mm-hmm. thought you would be here. Oh my god! I mean, Me neither. I'm, I'm still tripping that mm-hmm. you're here, but you're here. Me too. I thought <laughs> I was going in the total opposite direction. Yes. I thought I was <laughs> going to VA. <laughs> <laughs> but God said, "You go if you want to." That's the wrong <laughs> turn. <laughs> hey, hey, now you don't want to be another wrong turn. Now. I don't want to be another wrong <laughs> turn. No, But I'm 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 enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it and as far as I'm concerned, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. I think that this is home. I really do. So Yeah. It is. It is. Um, At least for a minute, you know. Yeah. At least for a minute. Until until your homie no, your homie homie love a friend. Mm -hmm, Come and scoop you up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah on your own. That's right. Hey. If, if Boo tells me he wants me to go another direction, I can't argue with that. You can't like, eh. argue. Just don't make it too cold. Oh, I can't. I can't. No. no. Oh, Lord. I, um, so I wanted to let our listeners know for, I don't know how many of them follow this podcast. I, I want to talk about this. Well, you, you, I've talked to you about him Um quite a few times, Eric Thomas, and the podcast that I follow on the show is The Secrets Mm -hmm. of Success. And Mm -hmm. I was listening to one of their older episodes, episode 90, Mm -hmm. and I was dying, like literally. I love these guys. I don't even, I mean, I just started listening to them maybe a couple of months ago because Reggie listens to them all the time. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, Babe, you got to listen to this episode today. And, I mean, I was dying laughing. And mm-hmm. um, he, Eric, if, for those of our listeners that don't know who Eric Thomas is, he's this big, big motivational speaker. He's also mm-hmm. also a pastor. Um, mm-hmm. And his story is amazing because he was a high school dropout. Mm-hmm. He was homeless. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think another pastor came into his life and pretty much guided him in the right direction. And so Mm -hmm. he changed his life around and Mm -hmm. now he's making a big difference. And like, he speaks to football teams, coaches, 
Like he's this just oh, this wow. huge, phenomenal motivational speaker. And when mm-hmm. I tell you, like he's on beast mode from start to finish. Like I, I don't Amazing. when when he starts, he's he's already on like one thousand, mm. and his ampness, if if such a thing, it doesn't change. Like it's like that from the moment he starts to. Spit his jewels because you know mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. he has some strong jewels with him. You know he's spitting his jewels out from mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. to finish. And when I listen to him, I'm like, you know, but he's scary because when he talks really? to you, he's like, Rrr. you know, you're like, sir, yes, sir. You know, it's like it's like your daddy talking to you, kind of. You you sitting there and I'm jotting down notes, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, oh, be <laughs> the best. You, you know, like I'm like, ooh, okay, you know, because he's just like, do, 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 you know. But it's 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 exhilarating. It's it's yeah. motivating. It's powerful, and mm-hmm. so and then they also have a good time. They you know they have their little <laughs> moments. And today, this episode, they was having one of their moments. Like CJ couldn't even uh, uh, organify sponsors them and he couldn't even really read the the ad the ad because i mean he was they were dying laughing because um eric thomas was talking about which they call him et he was talking about mm-hmm. how he was a hater back in the day when when he was a teenager on this 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 young uh girl at the time that he was interested in and somebody else kind of mm-hmm. came in and scooped her up and so mm-hmm. they worked together so when he would take her home he would be like Hanging on the guy and like, yeah, but you know, I seen him on captains doing this, 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 and so they call him and so everything. So the next episode, CJ introduced him and um, also joining us is the hip hop hater. It's it's funny. You have to go. You have to listen to it to to understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But you guys, you have to check out um, this podcast because they're they're absolutely hilarious. I love them. Mm-hmm. They're they're inspiring. They're I don't, just 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 go just go just check, them, check out. them out. Check mm-hmm. them out, please. Do me a favor and and check them out. And if you can, tell them Nikki at Pillow Talk with <laughs> Nikki and Nikki sent sent you. So yeah, but I love them. So and you too, Kia. You gotta go check. You gotta go check them out, girl. Absolutely, absolutely. You are gonna love it. Yeah, but it, and the podcast for, um, once again, it's called The Secret to Success with um, CJ and Eric Thomas and Carl. So mm-hmm. check them out. Mm-hmm. I love motivational speakers. I really yeah. do because I need. I sometimes need some motivation. <laughs> I really do. That's you know, a whole really other episode. We, we, we could do one. You know what? Maybe we could do an episode on an episode on ourselves, like episode about mm-hmm. you tell me mm-hmm. what I need, and then mm-hmm. I do an episode and tell you what you need. Hey, 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 we're supposed to be looking out for each other, too. It's, it's not to say That's we don't right. need something, because we always need something. That's right. That's right. Just be That's easy right. on me, though. Just be easy. <laughs> I'm the same way. But, hey, <laughs> I can't think of anything. I can't even think of anything for you. I can't. I can't. Girl, please, you know of... I am far from perfect, and, yeah, you will tonight. I'm not, saying that, you're, I'm not saying that you're not perfect. I mean, nobody's yeah. perfect. No. But, I mean, no. I just, 
Okay. You will tonight. Oh, you will. Thank you. What? Shut it, duck it, quack, quack. You got him. I'm telling my age. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. okay. <laughs> Bring it back down. Bring it back now. Bring it back down, but you might have you 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 might you might you might after tonight when I'm stumbling on my words tonight, but um, mm-hmm. you'll be like, girl, mm-mm, mm-mm. you you got your book. We should <laughs> right. Oh, you know what? I'm so proud of myself, y'all. Guess what? I did not need my big book of words. I'm trying to say. I was so proud. All right. Did you checkups, 
that Mm -hmm. they possibly could have detected this a lot earlier and Mm -hmm. he would have had a better chance. I'm not saying that he wouldn't still have lost the fight, but Mm -hmm. he could have possibly been here longer than just six months because they gave him six months and that's what, that's what he had exactly six months and he was Mm -hmm. gone. Extremely important. We have to, as you know, women, men, we have to go and make sure that we get our checkups every year. Absolutely. Even when we're at home for women, you know, how we can do our own examination. Mm -hmm. Consistently do that, you know, and because you Mm -hmm. never know by you being proactive and and, and doing it on a daily basis that if, God forbid, if something does, happened, you have a better mm-hmm. chance of detecting it early and your chances of survival or possibly, you know, curing it is a lot higher. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I believe it or not, I'm kind of looking forward to my mammograms when it's time for me to go. Like, I really am. Oh, because, absolutely. you know, I can, yeah, mm-hmm. I can, you know, fill myself up, you know, but mm-hmm. there's nothing mm-hmm. like actually going in there and mm-hmm. looking. So, Mm-hmm. Please, 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 please stay on top of that um, because it's also a known fact that one in eight women in the United States will be diagnosed with breast cancer, and mm-hmm. it's also the second most commonly diagnosed cancer in women and the second leading cause of cancer death among women. Oh, so, wow. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, and so I'm just like, you know, it's 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 crazy. I cancer sucks big it time. Is. I I when I think of cancer, I just think of like <clears throat> I wish that I knew. I wish I could go to sleep, just talk to mm-hmm. God, and He tell me this is this is the cure for it all. Mm-hmm. And I had that piece of information. It, it, however, they have come a long way. Yes, um, with you know, treatments and treatment. trying to find a cure, but you know, cancer it, it it definitely sucks. But the good thing is, is that over 3.3 million breast cancer survivors are alive in the U- United States today, and mm-hmm. my sister-in-law is one of them. So I I'm so mm-hmm. thankful and so blessed. Our family is so blessed that she is a breast cancer survivor. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Unfortunately, my paternal grandmother lost her battle with breast cancer when I was 16. Mm. So, yes, ma'am. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 please Mm -hmm. go get those checkups. Don't get there for you. You, Yes. Doctors are there for a reason. Yeah. (laughs) Please, Don't be please afraid do. of it. Don't be afraid no. of it. It's better to find out early than mm-hmm. too late. And it's yeah. better to be proactive, you know, take mm-hmm. take control of your life and go do this. Go get this checked out while you can. We are right. privileged to have technology mm-hmm. this day and age to have things like that seen. So mm-hmm. please, everyone, 
go and get checked. If you think yeah. that you feel something, even if you don't think you feel something, check. Just go yeah. get checked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, Kia um, can tell you. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead, Kia. Um, last, what was it? Almost almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, it was a year ago. Um, I was in a relationship with someone, and I we were considering um, having another baby. And so I just went to the doctor to go get everything checked out, you know. And my my doctor, she asked, "Have I had a pap?" And lately, and I was like, mm, "Yeah, not not recent, but you know, everything is fine. I've had one, you know, within the last past three years." And so mm-hmm. um, she was like, "Well, okay, well, you don't have to be checked, but if you want me to check, I'll check." I said, "Well, yeah, please, you know, check. I mean, shoot, I, I don't have a problem with you checking, you know, check." Right. <laughs> right. And um, what she did, she was like, okay, and we'll let you know when your test results come back. And um, I got a phone call, and my pap was not normal. And Mm -hmm. um, I went back in. She sent me to a specialist, and they seen some cells that looked cancerous, and it was a lot of them. And um, so they did a closer look, and they took cells, you know, two different ways and Mm -hmm. um, tested them, and they were like, well, we have good news and bad news. And I was like, oh, Okay, and then she was like, it's really not really bad news, but we do have some news. And so right. they're like, it's not cancerous, but you are, like, really, really, really high risk. Wow. And, wow. and it looks like, and she's like, she was like, I don't want to scare you. Right. But I am begging you to have this surgery to get the cells removed. That's how crucial it is. Mm. And um, I was scared because I kind of had to go through that. I felt like I went through it alone. And um, so, you know, I I went on and had the surgery done. And so now I have to, every year I have to have that checked out. But, hey, I don't have no problem because I need that because I have other children, and I need to live, you mm-hmm. know, and right. not Absolutely. just for my children, but I need to live. So because Absolutely. of me going on and checking, you know, I stopped it before it's too late. So, you know, sometimes women will go and have a breast exam, and it's not a um a bad lump, but it is a lump, and they will just go on and have it taken care of. Mm-hmm. That is a good thing. Yes, um, it is. It's it's never a bad thing to right. just have a precautionary no. surgery. 
you know. Um, so that's all I'm going to say because I, I, I can get a little bit deeper. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, with, with that being said, so, yeah. you know, there I, I think that there are now vaccines for HPV. So when I think mm-hmm. they start as early as 11, I think they can get it for, mm-hmm. for boys and girls. And mm-hmm. so please, you know, get your your children, uh, get them vaccinated with the mm-hmm. uh, HPV vaccine, because mm-hmm. I wish that they had that when I was, you know, right. mm-hmm. uh, that age. They they didn't have that. And so now for for women that are, for us, we can get uh, tested for that with our pap smear at beginning mm-hmm. at the age of 30. And so mm-hmm. I had my first HPV last year. And if it comes back normal, then you don't have to get it checked for mm-hmm. the next five years. But me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the type of person, I'm like, listen, thank you, Jesus, for that. However, because I'm so mm-hmm. used to getting my PAP yearly, I'm like, right. I'm still going to go and get my PAP yearly. You don't, of course, you don't have to do the HPV for the next, you know, five years, but mm-hmm. still go ahead and... And do a pap. Me my, yeah, because I suffer from, you know, PCOS, which is polycystic mm-hmm. ovarian syndrome. And that's another mm-hmm. thing that we'll be discussing on future episodes um, covering health. Yeah, and so, absolutely. Yeah, so for me, you know, I'm like, just, you know, let me just, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. That's how, you know, I look at it. And like I was going to say earlier, Kia will tell you, I'm the type of person, I feel one thing and I'm like, oh, oh, Lord, mm-hmm. this is the big, I'm calling my doctor and I'm like, listen, I need to come yeah. in because I, I, I feel this scratch or this itching in my back and I don't know what it is. It could be a lump or something. And like, I, I don't mm-hmm. play. I don't mm-hmm. play. I'm already looking up stuff and I'm like, yeah, girl, I think I got this. I think I got mm-hmm. that. And I think I got that. So I'm going to call my doctor and set up an appointment and they're going to tell me which one I got. Right. <laughs> like right now, I think something is going on with my heart because I have like these heart palpitations, you know, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Lord, like what's. Ooh, and that's I don't serious. Like I mean, older. I don't I'm, like I'm, older. that's serious. I know. But that's that's something serious. That's something that, you know, indeed. Check it out. Even if, if oh yeah, I have, and they're just like oh, some people have it. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a bad thing. If 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 we've done blood work, your EKG doesn't, you know, if you've, ne- you've never had a heart attack, you know, your they ch- check your blood levels, and they're like everything is good, you're good. But for mm-hmm. me, I'm just like at this point, I'm like okay, listen, hook me up with a cardiologist and let him do all that. And then him tell mm-hmm. me himself, you know, because you know, I just, I just listen. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I don't play when it comes mm-hmm. to stuff like that. I am serious, and so I'm pretty sure it's just me. You know how I have OCD about many things, mm-hmm. and you know I'm one of those people that literally I, I look and I Google stuff and I shouldn't, and I'm already like, okay, I. The clock starts for me. <laughs> I'm just like, Lord, you know, it's terrible. No, you know, it's, you know, I'm making fun. But, no, on a serious note, seriously, please, mm-hmm. please, please, 
because people suffer from things and we don't know, like out with the PCOS. People Mm -hmm. don't know, and doctors sometimes don't even know to test you for it, you know. And yeah, so you have to stay on top of the health. Your health Mm -hmm. is everything. It's a big part of everything about you. Your health should be very, very important. So once again, we can't stress it enough, and we'll probably say it again before this episode is over. Please, please, please stay on top of going to get your checkups. And that goes along with the dentist, getting your teeth checked on, because, you know, you can get Mm -hmm. infections and cause, you know, brain aneurysms and mm-hmm. or 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 you know toxins to release in your in your body and kill you so i mm-hmm. mean don't forget about your toothies either don't, don't, don't right. they're important as well it's all all of this is connected everything in your body is connected and it it's it, it's one we're all mm-hmm. in the inside it's all one so um make sure you get them pearly whites checked on you know, I, I, I should have asked that lady at Coles when was the last time she uh-uh. went. Leave me alone. I know, but she probably really did have a medical. Can she probably has halitosis? Like seriously? Oh my god! Hel- I should have said halitosis because it was. Girl, oh, oh, that's bad because I can kind of still smell it. That's a shame. <laughs> oh, I hope she don't listen to this pod. Yeah, I hope she's listening. So, because no. maybe nobody has told her in her life. Mm. Girl. Okay. <laughs> 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 Let me sit this uh, cafe con leche real quick. <laughs> Excuse me, y'all. Excuse me if you hear any slurping or clicking of the spoon in the cup. I'm sorry. Okay. You're fine. You're fine. Mm. But, um, but moving on into another topic. Now, this mm-hmm. one I'm, is going to be a little bit more serious because I myself um, have experienced this. Mm-hmm. And this one is about domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Oh, where do we begin on this? Mm. Where do we begin? Uh, I don't know, but <clears throat> we need to talk about it because it's real. Well, let me let me let me start off by saying, on average, <clears throat> nearly nearly twenty people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. During mm-hmm. one year, this equates to more than ten million women and men. Wow. Yeah, let that sink in for just a minute. Mm-hmm. And at one time, I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. 16, 17 years ago. 17. 17 wow. years ago. Mm-hmm. It's the year I'll never forget because it was the year my father passed away. So um, it basically was one traumatic situation in my life episode that Mm -hmm. just carried into 
another one. Mm-hmm. So, um, you want me to share my story first? Because do you want I to do. share this or? Okay. I do. Well, in January 2000, my father passed away, and mm-hmm. I became really depressed. I mean, I my father was my everything. He was. When I looked at my dad, no man could ever top him in my eyes. He was the only man that I loved, cared to love, didn't want. Daddy was my everything. And so when Mm -hmm. he passed away, you can only imagine how that destroyed me. And I Mm -hmm. got really, really, really depressed. And so my sister, it it was a little... A little while after my birthday, my sister, this is in the summertime in, in July, I I think my mom might have called my sister and told her, hey, listen, you might want to come up here. Because at that time, my sister had relocated to Raleigh, North Carolina, so she wasn't living in Buffalo, New York. And so my sister came up, and it was funny because out of nowhere, we were just having a conversation. She's like, listen, you need to, why don't you come and move? to North Carolina with me and start over. I think you need a fresh start. And I went back and forth with it and contemplated. And you know what? Something said, go ahead. Now, Mm -hmm. before I left, I used to carry, my father was cremated. And so I used to, they distribute back the bag of ashes between him and my two brothers and my other sister on my dad's side and so before I left I said my father was an avid hunter and fisher he he loved to fish and hunt and hmm. so I decided before I left I went down to the marina and I put his ashes in the water hmm. because I kind of came to terms I don't know what it was it was just something that was like listen if you're going to start on this new journey, you need to start clean and fresh. And I felt like, you know, I said to myself, is this something my dad would have really wanted? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, let let me allow him to be where I feel like he would be at peace. Like my, my brother, they scattered his in Zoe Valley. I believe I'm saying that right, where he used mm-hmm. to hunt all the time. And so... My my choice was the water. Mm-hmm. He loved the water, and so so do I, as well as I. And mm-hmm. when I when I left, and I moved to North Carolina, now my sister and I, I love her dearly. We're thirteen years apart, and mm-hmm. you know, my sister is a very strong headed person. She. Mm-hmm. You know, she, when she's the type of person, when she stands firm on something, she stands firm on something. And I am as well. I'm very opinionated. And sometimes that can lead to things that you <laughs> might not want to happen. And so because I was still kind of in a, I wasn't saying that I was completely healed from my mm-hmm. father's mm-hmm. death. I still wasn't in a good place mentally. Mm-hmm. And so to fast forward a little bit, um, my sister and I had a really big disagreement and I was 
at school at the time. I was in um, UNC Chapel Hill, and I was mm-hmm. in the library, and there was this guy, and he noticed me, and I didn't really pay him any mind, but basically he introduced himself. We began to talk, and then mm-hmm. before you know it, we were kind of seeing each other. He mm-hmm. was in law school at the time. And so the first thing that comes to mind when I think of him at that time, he was extremely cunning. Like, mm. I mean, I was like, he was like at the time, really a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? I'm not used mm. to the guys being like this, you know, with the Southern hospitality, the ma'am mm-hmm. and just just hit you with the woo 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 and because i was in a yes because i was in a situation with you know my dad passing away still freshly going through that and then now my sister you know he came in and kind of was my superhero he kind of was you know picked me up and was like listen i got you and Mm -hmm. it went from you can come and stay with me. You know, you don't have to worry about the commute. I'll sleep on my couch. Now, this now this is like we're in a few months in. And so because yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I met him in September of that mm-hmm. year. And so, you know, he's like, listen, you can have my room. I'll sleep, I'll sleep on the couch. And I'm like, okay, cool. And for a while, it it was good because I was like, okay, me and my sister, you know, we're still talking, but it feels like, you know, we're not hovering over each other. And, you know, I don't have to worry about being her personal space and she doesn't have to worry about being in mine. And so things were good mm-hmm. until my sister came to me and one day and was like, hey, Nick, we're going to go to Buffalo to see mom for Christmas. And for my listeners out there, I am all, even though I'm a big daddy's girl, I am also a big mama's girl as well. Like I talk mm-hmm. to my mom at least five, six, seven times a day. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm not even exaggerating on that. My mom is, she's my favorite lady in the whole world. Right. And, um, and I'm like, heck yeah, okay, we're going to see mama for Christmas. All right. And so I told him this mm-hmm. and he said, no, you're not. Now, I didn't. I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, "Uh, yeah, yeah." My sister told me we're gonna go see my mom for Christmas, and he's like, "No, you're not." And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Yeah, I am." Wait a minute. First of all, no one's gonna tell me I can't go see my mama. Hold on. Wait a minute. Now, going to go see my mama so I'm going to go turn around and I'm going to go to the room and I'm going to start packing because my sister was talking about leaving the next day Mm -hmm. um, later that evening and he came up to me and he grabbed me by the arm and he turned around and he said no you're not we're going to be with my family for Christmas and I looked him in the eye and I said I'm sorry, but I haven't seen my mom in, like, literally almost six months. Mm. I'm going to see my mom 
for Christmas. And that was the beginning of hell for me. That was the first time I had ever been hit by a man. Mm-hmm. And it got so bad that there were times when my sister would try to call me and he wouldn't let me pick up the phone, answer her calls. And she would drive all the way out from Raleigh to Chapel Hill. And and for our listeners out there who live in North Carolina, you know, that's about a 45-minute drive. Mm-hmm. And she would leave notes. She'd be knocking on the door, ringing the doorbell, couldn't answer. And so she would leave notes and money for me for gas to come back to the house. And at that time, I think my sister kind of was figuring and putting some things together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my niece one time had come to visit my sister's daughter and she was a she was a teenager at the time and him and I got into an argument and I went to the 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 apartment was set up where the garage was at the bottom and then you know there's the door it kind of looked like a townhome but it really wasn't a townhouse You go Mm -hmm. through the doors, and then you go up the stairs, up into your apartment, but the garage was underneath your apartment. Really cute, nice, very, very nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't, matter of fact, I don't know if you remember, South Point. Do you, does that ring a bell, South Point? Uh Okay, that's where, that's, yes, those apartments over there, I don't know if you ever paid attention, Mm -hmm. but that's Mm -hmm. where we were at that time. And so I went downstairs to uh, make sure the door was locked. And at this mm-hmm. time, I only had on a T-shirt and my underclothes. That's it. Mm-hmm. No shoes, no pants, no nothing. He came downstairs. He pushed me out the door and locked me out for literally a half an hour in the cold mm-hmm. with just a T-shirt and pen- and my and my niece is laying on the couch. What? And she can verify everything. And she she was she was shocked. She was terrified. She didn't know what the heck was going on. And I'm outside crying to him and he's just looking at me with this little spark on his face. And I'm telling him I'm cold. My, my feet are feeling numb. I, it's I can I can see my breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when he locked me in the garage in ninety degree weather, and I passed out. Mm-hmm. And every time he did something, and every time I left, and I told him it was over, I was done. I meant it. And I would go, I would grab my things, I would throw it in my car, I would go back to my sister's house, and within an hour, he was there. And he always found a way to pull me back in. 
And I didn't understand what that was at that time, but mm-hmm. it definitely was gaslighting. Right. I think I think we spoke about gaslighting before we, you we, and I. Me and you have spoke to about it, but you might want to inform the listeners. Well, gaslighting been, is just mm-hmm. basically a form of persistent manipulation and, mm-hmm. and brainwashing that causes you to doubt yourself. And that mentally wore me out because that's what he was doing. I started to think maybe it was me. Maybe I wasn't being understanding. Maybe I should be more understanding. Maybe I should have more compassion. Maybe I should just, you know, bite my tongue and not say things. You know, he really at that time had me doubting me. And, and, you know, I used to be one of those people that used to be like, oh, gosh, I don't know how, how somebody could stay with somebody like that. They put their hands on, I'm gone. I was the same way mm-hmm. until I was in it, until mm-hmm. I was in it. And I really think that fear is, I mean, abusers, they, they first of all, you have to understand abusers are all about control, are yes. all about control. That's their main objective, to be controlling. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to control. And when he couldn't control or things were getting out of his control, out of his hands, it would drive him insane. And so he had to do things to gain it back by, you know, pushing me out the door with no, you know, because I basically wouldn't give in into that argument that we had. And because I wouldn't give in, he had to make me suffer. He had to, you know, inflict mm-hmm. pain on, on me to 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 see me in that, to see me crying, to see me hurt, to see me begging. It fed him. It fed yeah. him. And he felt like he had that control back. Mm-hmm. And so I think my I think my mom knew, I think my sister knew, because I I remember there was a a time where he he went and we were my sister invited us over for dinner and, and we went to her house and he surprised me with a he called it like a promissory engagement ring. And my sister wasn't buying it. I could see the look in her eyes. And she didn't buy anything in that speech he gave. Mm-hmm. And I I hid things. I hid things from her. I wasn't honest with my mom. Because at first, when things happened with my sister and, you know, um, him and I kind of started to get a little bit more in-depth in our in our relationship, you know, he would talk to my mom and, you know, my mom at the time was upset at my sister and, you know, what took place. And so, you know, he was feeding her everything she wanted to hear. And my mom was just like, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you for taking care of my daughter. You know, thank you for this. And, you know, he, he even he even swooned her. You know, he had her mm-hmm. on board. Like mm-hmm. this guy is. Oh, man. Wow. She she hit the jackpot, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, in August, 
in August, um, we, of the following year, that was the end because I almost lost my life. And I'll never forget when we went to court, the judge told me that I needed to leave the state of North Carolina. And my stepfather was there at the time and my sister's fiance was there at the time. They had came to court with me. Mm. And um, because just the, no, it might have been, I think it was like a week before, he Mm -hmm. had me walk in the rain. And I think it took me like two hours to get to where we lived mm-hmm. in the rain. People were stopping and asking me if I needed a ride, if I needed, they were offering me their umbrellas because it was raining and I'm walking mm-hmm. on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, he still wouldn't even open the door and I had no way my dog was in the the apartment, my stuff. And so he called the police to, to escort me, to take me wherever it was I had to go. Wow. And, and I went to my sister's and um, I called, I called the, the sheriff department. And I asked them, is there any way that someone in Orange County can um, be there when I go get my stuff, because at this point I was that fearful. I I, right. I I just, I wanted, even though my sister, my, my, um, at the time, my soon to be brother-in-law, you know, her fiance, even though they, I still, at that point I was fearful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when the judge told me, he, he, they brought out pictures because, you know, there were incidents in, in where they, you know, police were called and they had to take pictures and there was times that he did have to go. Um, they, he looked at those pictures and he told me to go mm. because he was afraid that the next time he saw him in the courtroom is because I would be six feet under. Wow. And so I left. Mm. I left. I left that August of 2001. And for five years, I did not open my heart to anyone. A man could not look at me. You could not touch me. You could not be in the same space as me, breathe. My brother used to think that I had started liking women because he's like, you know, he used to make fun, but my brother at the time didn't really understand because my mom didn't really tell him what really happened. Because mm-hmm. knowing my brother, who he's no longer with us, God rest his soul, we we miss and love you. Um, it would have just done something to him. Mm-hmm. And so, I after five years, when my I call him my guardian angel, my saving grace came into my life. Um, mm-hmm. This guy contacted me 
wrote me an email on my old email address, mm-hmm. apologizing. Then some years went. I had my first daughter, and he congratulated me on that. He saw the pictures on, on my face of me, Reggie, oh, and wow. Katarsha. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the? And so, and, and today he's, he's, he's a lawyer. He's practicing still in the state of North Carolina. Oh, um, wow. But it just goes to show that people that want control are mm-hmm. always going to want control. And I definitely right. suffered from PTSD because he would mm-hmm. do little things kind of like that Chinese torture. He used to just poke mm-hmm. me, poke me, poke me until like that spot just got sore. And sometimes like when Reggie would, you know, would go and try to tickle me. I would tense up. I would, and he would, no, I'm having that moment. And Mm. so, you know, counseling was definitely something that kind of helped me to break down some of those Mm -hmm. layers because I was damaged. I, I, this guy saw me in my most vulnerable state. I lost my Mm -hmm. father who I was still crying for morning, noon, and night. Mm-hmm. Then the situation with my he's like, you know what? She has no one at this point but me. He saw mm-hmm. his opportunity and he jumped on it. And he did. That's why now, today, when I see people that have that gaslighting, ability, it makes me cringe inside because I know who you are and I know what you're doing. That person doesn't know, but I know what you're doing. I can see right through you because I've been on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. And it boggles me because you're sitting there and you're looking and you're witnessing somebody using those techniques on someone that they say that they love, their spouse, their significant other. To right. make that other person think that it's them, that they're the bad guy, mm-hmm. they're the bad person. It's their fault. Yep. And that person is the victim. Mm-hmm. And you think, you believe it because no one would ever think that their spouse doesn't have their back or they, you know, don't love them. They would never do this. But people like that are only out for themselves. They only want one thing, and that's to control everything around them, including you. Right. It's not about love. It's not about respecting you. It's about what they want. And maybe at that point, they just want something to control because they can't control anything else in their life. So they're like, you know what? I can control that because that person's weak or that person's been Mm -hmm. through something. So their guard is a little bit more down. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, or they need, they need finances, they need money because they can't take care of themselves on their own or take care of their children. So they found somebody mm-hmm. who's willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And as long as they can control you to keep doing what you're doing, they're fine with it. You're basically feeding them. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're feeding 
that disease. You're feeding that madness that even, and you don't even realize it. Right. And so it's so sad. It's so sad and it's so unfortunate because mm-hmm. we see stuff like this. I mean, you've witnessed it yourself. You know exactly what I'm speaking of. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sad and it's it's really it's really unfortunate. So it that's really that's is. my story. That's mm-hmm. my story. I've yeah. overcome it. I'm strong. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And at first it took a while to talk about it because mm-hmm. I never wanted to. I just wanted to just be gone. But you know what? It's a part of who I am today. And I'm gonna that's fight right. hard for my daughters to make sure that they don't ever have to feel what I felt. So it made me stronger for them. So if anything, Mm -hmm. he did me, he, he did me a huge favor. Mm -hmm. And I thank him for that. Most importantly, I forgave him. Mm -hmm. I forgave him. That's the most important thing. And I I wish him, I I wish him, I wish him all the best. I I pray that he's happy. I pray that he's happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yes, I am. Thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you for listening, and thank you to our listeners for, for listening. Absolutely. For Absolutely. Um, I will share my story for another time because it's going to tie into it will it can tie into another another okay. story but okay. um you know i myself have been through some things mm-hmm. as well and um it's not easy it's not easy going through mm-hmm. it um i have a real tender spot in my heart right. for men and women Yes. That go through domestic violence. Um, Absolutely. I have been on the end of it, but mine was verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. And um, I also have witnessed it from my sister Mm -hmm. and my aunt and... um, I dated a guy who his wife, his ex-wife, used to beat him bad, and he had scars all over him. Oh, wow. So, you know, yeah, even men can go through Oh, absolutely. Violence. Absolutely. They are not mm-hmm. exempt at all no, from, they're not. from this. And, and, and like I said, we've witnessed it. <laughs> we have yes, witnessed it. We have witnessed it. We have witnessed it. Um, abuse is abuse, whether it's verbal or physical. Yes, abuse absolutely. is abuse. And we were not created to be abused, any no. of us. No. And um, so my thing is, um, you know, if you're going through it, share with someone because you can get out of it. It's not easy. Yeah. I realize sometimes there's children involved. I used to work with women that lived in shelters 
and um, they were fleeing for their life, so they were in hiding. And um, because sometimes you have to do that. You know, I would love, that's one of the things I really would love to do in life is Mm -hmm. to open a facility for abused people, you know, to help them get back on their feet. You know, that I'm passionate about that thing. I can't stand to see anyone being mistreated. I just can't. That that irritates me and Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. puts an itch somewhere that just shouldn't be. <laughs> absolutely, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, um, definitely seek help if you can. Seek, yeah. If you can seek help, seek help. There's yeah. there's so much going on in this world, but like I said, um. In our first podcast, sometimes a lot of us have information and we sit on it and we don't Mm -hmm. share Mm -hmm. with other Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. So we have to start talking. We have to start getting these conversations out there. Yes, we do. So people can get help. Yes, educating, 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 educating. Because our stories need to be heard. Yes. Our stories, there there are countless stories. And Mm -hmm. as a society, we must take our stories seriously, understanding that women must say no and be okay to say no to the Mm -hmm. violence, you know, Mm -hmm. because the answer lies within each of us and what we will or we won't tolerate as individuals, Mm -hmm. as communities, and as a nation, to allow our daughters, our sisters, and our mothers, and all women in our lives to walk alone without fear. Mm-hmm. They need mm-hmm. to hear our stories. Yes, they do. Educating. Mm-hmm. Educating. Can't stress that enough. Nope. We can't. So, so please, if you or someone you know is in a situation, an abusive situation, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. Once again, that's 1-800-799-SAFE. Or go to the website, www.thehotline.org, to chat with someone online now. This service is available 24 hours a day, and it's completely confidential. Yes. So please, don't don't be afraid. Don't don't, don't walk in fear. Do not walk in fear. Mm-hmm. Use what people give you. I mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough. You're no. not alone. You're not alone. To um, our listeners, if if you're one that's in a situation or you know someone, please make a difference. Mm-hmm. Make a difference. So, that's it. <laughs> All right. That's it. Yeah. I've, 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 another another successful episode. <laughs> yeah. I would say so myself. 
I I pray so. I pray so. I you know I mm-hmm. I thank you for listening to my story. I you you've heard this story, but um yeah. But thank, thank you, you for, for listening to. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm thankful that I'm in a place that I can share it so mm-hmm. openly. Mm-hmm. You know, talking uh, about it is healing. Yes, it, it is. is. And we're taught. We're taught not mm-hmm. to. Sometimes we're taught to push things aside and not mm-hmm. address it or not go seek help. Like, you know, go seek counseling when we've, when we've been through something or, mm-hmm. you know, talk to someone or go to these um, facilities that can, can help us. You know, right. sometimes we're taught that, oh, if you do that, you're weak. You're not strong. You know, that get that out your get don't don't have that mind frame. That's mm-hmm. not that is so far from it. It's so yeah. far from it. Mm-hmm. It's so far. Yes, it is. But alrighty then. Well, okay. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play under Pillow Talk with Nikki and Nakia. And please be sure to come back on Wednesday night for episode five. Until then, guys, stay blessed and be inspired. We'll see you later. Good Good night.